You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blink Scenario. I am Marie, aka Queen in Yellow. I am Casey, aka the Grumpy Elf. I am Emily, aka Darkling. I am Sir Isaac, aka Sir Sasquatch. And we are returning to our regularly scheduled broadcast today. Yay. So back to our one-shot inspirations. So Isak, you had the inspiration for this episode, I believe. Yes. While I was mingling amongst the peasants on Instagram, I came across an inspiration <laughs> from one Jim in Houston. Actually, Jim's a pretty cool guy. He's like a historian D&D dude. Um, anyway, like he's a history teacher, I think, but... Oh, he runs those games. Yes, <laughs> The yes. ones where you can die of dysentery. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he was, he made a reference to a game from Dragon Magazine, issue 44, from December 1980, called Food Fight, where your adventures begin, actually, in a D&D high school, and there's a food fight. Now, me not liking school... I'm going to just take the whole high school part out of there and say it starts in a tavern, which was kind of similar to what his idea was, but I, I would have done that myself anyway. So um, I think that if we had some sort of unpractical conflict in the D&D world, i.e. a food fight, that would be a, a nice starting point. I, I don't exactly know what uh, world impact this could have, but it's going to be a good exercise. I would love the idea that they go to a tavern that's really famous, go in there, and they end up in a brawl slash food fight. Unbeknownst to them, the food is enchanted, so as they're throwing food at people, it's causing magical effects. Ah. Kind of like the um, Alice Wonderland um, eat me and you shrink kind of stuff. So yeah. like you eat something and you become more charming if it's thrown in your face. So in middle fight of, that person's really handsome, smacked in the face with the pies. Oh. You like have boils break out because you're diseased now. <laughs> Basically, if um, the Weasley twins had a tavern. Okay. Mm. I think you could do this one of two ways. One would be what Marie is talking about, but base it. Have you ever been to Lambert's Cafe? Yes. The home of the throwed rolls? That's where you would start this, that it it would be a food fight, but it would be in a restaurant that that's their tradition is something gets thrown. I feel like we would need to develop a story around this, but the other way that, um, well, you'll need to just develop a story for either one of them. But the other way you could do this, there is the festival that occurs in Italy every year at the end of October, where it is a massive food fight in the streets, typically where they throw tomatoes at people. <laughs> We're going back to Italy. <laughs> Italy seems to be the inspiration for like real world application to a D and D snack. I'm just finding it fascinating. I'm not. I'm not judging <laughs> judging your taste. So would the idea be then that this extends from like it starts in the tavern and then extends into the street? It or is could. This a well, that's what I'm saying. If you, you want to like start big, yeah. If you want to start big, it could be a festival. <laughs> if you want to start small, it could be a restaurant where they start off by roll by throwing things at one another. But what are what are you specifically wanting as a story? Are you just wanting there to be a food fight at some point? Well, one, one thing I'm wanting to challenge myself with this is because whenever I run something like this, what I do is it's not typical. So what I do is I make the world not typical so the event itself is normal. And then the players are the ones who are kind of the straight man. Or no, no, the world's a straight man in that situation. The players are kind of like, oh, we're in this topsy-turvy illogical world i want to change that to where the event is actually what is illogical and what's unexpected i'm fine with like the contents like let's say this was a potion shop or there was a fight that occurred in a potion shop where everything that broke had an impact on the environment 
I, I would like to move away from, oh, that's just a normal everyday thing, to, oh, there are actual real-world consequences to the fact you are throwing this food. So I'm kind of, I'm leaning more towards Marie's, um, mainly because it's in a small setting with immediate consequences instead of a setting where this is normal. So this might not be as high a level game as it could be, but take where, you know at the like state fair they have food competitions, mm-hmm. have, like the best pies and everything? They have that going on. It's this huge festival event coming up. And someone's decided to ruin it and essentially end it in a food fight. That so works. Whether they're trying to win the competition by destroying everyone else's food in a food fight that they didn't start, or they just don't like the town and just trying to ruin the festival in general. So it ends up being a bit to where you may not get to the food fight, but the food fight might be even just like the starting incident. And now no one knows why it started, but everything's ruined. So I'm seeing Darkling over here just thinking... So what's your what's your throw in for this one? Anytime there is food, there's always mead. What if somebody spikes the mead, but they want to do it harmless? They're like, I don't want to massacre, but what if somebody's gleeful and they have an irresistible urge to throw stuff? So <laughs> essentially, yeah. So, so everybody's oh walking around drinking mead, and then the next thing they know, they're going like, food, ah, uh, no, I'm going to throw this. Why do I want to throw it? I don't know. So it's, you can't deny it, but it's a harmless prank. But they drink this mead because it's been spiked with whatever, throw out a name out there. But they don't realize that there's a side effect. It's like everything is thrown. And next thing you know, the whole village, world, whatever the thing is, explodes. People are throwing food left and right. And the people who wanted to sabotage, if we're going sabotage, their food gets thrown too. So I wouldn't see this as being a whole set. I'd imagine it's one scene within your game. Because I, I don't know how you could play this out to be something bigger. I have it. <laughs> He's Light got bulb. <laughs> so what if, after watching Rise of the Guardians last night, <laughs> my first thought based off of Emily's idea was the snowball ability that Jack has. That as soon as he hits someone with his snow, instantly they want to have fun and mm. throw snowballs and have a snowball fight. So what if this festival is taking place in this small town and this festival is meant to be very straight-laced because this festival is in honor of this harvest god. And in the midst of this festival, we have a trickster god that shows up <laughs> that just wants to have fun. So this festival is meant to have very straight-laced elements. The food fight doesn't have to be the main component. Like mm-hmm. Emily's saying, it could be the first part of this festival but it breaks out into a food fight and everyone is horrified at the fact that they've basically ruined the festival on event one (laughs) i want to lock in at this point i think because we do have our dice to lock in with that i guess at this point we are doing a festival of some kind i yeah i think that works to give merry event and gathering yeah it gives you enough leeway that you can have different events to be affected as well as have something that is just food-based because most festivals have some kind of food-based element whether they're selling food serving food or people are competing to see who has the best pie you've got plenty of food available to throw i would say casey i like actually like the idea of it being the last event so everything leading up to it has been minor little tricks and so no one really knows what the next thing is but at some point you know like a player can roll insight and realize the last day of this festival is a massive like tribute to the goddess of the harvest and everyone brings food and everyone will be in the same area with a whole bunch of food what could go wrong so your players have to literally stop a god from affecting this 
And that makes it a very high-level game, potentially. What if the final event is a wedding cake because there's so many fall marriages? Oh, dear. Just like who can make the best-tasting cake, the prettiest-looking cake. And so Trickster's out there like, ooh, purple, ooh, blue, ooh, sparkly. Or it's a wedding cake to the goddess. Like, because a lot of gods are married in different mm-hmm. um, pantheons. So, like, this is, like, the the eve of the goddess's wedding kind of thing. So, that's why I picked this date. So, this is a wedding cake for that goddess. Yeah, full harvest. So, so it's yeah. very fancy, very tasteful cakes. And they could be destroyed so easily. To make it more special, this could be a festival that only happens when there's been an excess abundance. Like, you can have abundance. Oh. But what if it's, like, every three or four years? When you can see it's going to be an amazing harvest, you know, great rain, crops come in. So this is incredibly special. So that would make it even more world event-like. Just imagine little kids like, this has never happened in my lifetime. I'm so excited. Oh, poor kid. He's five years old. <laughs> he might He's be excited seen... for this. We don't know. So do we want to lock in that the trickster, a trickster god of some kind, whether it is them or like a cleric of theirs is going just to a trickster. mess with it? Yeah, a trickster works. I'm excited because <laughs> I have an idea that is something that we've never done before. Mm. So my idea is branching out really far, and I'm super excited about that one. So so the festival is going to be the what, or is that the where? I think the, that's the where. The where, yeah. The okay. what is going to be the tricks that are occurring from okay. the trickster. Okay. So potentially then your party comes through, whether they've heard about the festival, because if this, this is not a common event, then potentially other towns have been told, we're having our festival, we've had a huge bounty, you're welcome to come. So your travelers could be told this and go, well, this is a great time to check out a cool town that isn't always on the map that has food stuff, you know, there might be something local in the area, or they could just be passing through. Something happens the first day they're there. We need someone to keep this from happening. We can't cancel the festival. So can you track down who it is? So your party can either choose to help out or they could just be even like victims themselves. You know, if the first event is you drink this mead and all of a sudden you're throwing food, your party could have been affected. And depending upon who your party is, they might not be happy with that. Yeah, I get the feeling that branches off of your idea of if it's specifically affected food, especially if that's Mm -hmm. the first thing that occurs and there's the food fight, then there's some kind of effect that comes from that. I personally, I would lean more towards this as an investigation that as soon as that first thing happens, or even maybe before that first thing happens, that your party has been hired on to ensure that this thing goes smoothly, or they may just be there as happenstance, it may be a relation that they have, but then this party happens and it becomes the investigation, however you want to rope the party into it, to figure out what it is that's going on and what's causing it. Do we want to lock that in as our third point then, that they are going to be investigating the incidents to some degree? Whether willing, whether they're roped in, whether they are after revenge. <laughs> I would, but that's yeah, me. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Like, there's no other quest to have had. Unless yeah. they're being hired by the trickster god to do all the problems. But that... Which, I mean, if they find the trickster, they could agree to help him. Mm. Is always possible. Yeah. Especially if you're having the characters play the funny man in the middle of a straight world. Yeah. yeah. So, so starting out, I would have them be hired to either stop or investigate the trickster yeah Yeah, i'll lock that one in i guess if if we haven't spent a dice Um, on that one yet i'll take the dice one thing i do think this needs is a climax point Mm -hmm. something that is going to tip the balance between pranks versus actual danger so i feel like if it's just pranks it feels very flat that if your party doesn't find him big deal they don't find him the festival is kind of a flop but people will remember this forever Mm-hmm. But if there's something like with the food, if, you know, the food may not be enchanted, but later on they have like a potion making contest and those start flying, 
those can be really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you have potions of animal summoning, and you're summoning these massive creatures into the middle of the town that your party's going to have to fight, or if they don't stop it. That'd be... And the trickster could even have to help out by that point if they've met him and befriended him a bit. That'd be really good. That's like... Like potion of summon elemental. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have elementals popping up in the middle of town. Ah. <laughs> Potions popping up in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the town. Yeah. Right, but all of a sudden you have elementals pop up in town. And Hello, as we know I'm from experience, when the bard rolls a one on summon elemental and it's attacked by it, mm-hmm. things don't go well. I like the idea of having some kind of, not necessarily the final, final event, but an event that tips the balance to where if your party hasn't found the trickster, they now really need to because he's caused actual danger. If they have found him, they need to figure out how to stop him. If they befriended him, maybe they're not really the good guys anymore. So if y'all are okay with that, I want to lock in. There's an event that tips the balance into a dangerous area. Yeah, my thinking with this, if we want the world to be the straight man, then it needs to be something where it's not world ending for the climax. The climax does not need to be huge as much as it does whatever it is that they're doing is ruined. It's just absolutely demolished by the end of it. I mean, it could be like it just summons a bunch of bears in a town. I think that's still too big. Really? That's what I'm saying. I think it it, going back to even what Emily was saying, if you're keeping this a focused personal story, if it's something like a wedding, what is the worst thing that can happen at that wedding except that it gets ruined? That either the wedding doesn't go off perfectly or that the cake gets destroyed. That seems like such a small thing, but in the... encapsulating story that's huge so i don't think you need to have a bunch of bears running through town to be able to pull off a big climax for this one what if what if it was something more between a contract that they have with that goddess of harvest if the festival doesn't at least end a certain way or if there's not at least a certain aspect of it that occurs at the end it could be wedding cake it could be or whichever that that kind of instills if if we don't have this festival part in the exact way it's supposed to be we fall out of favor with the goddess this doesn't happen again that could work i feel like it's just as big as what you're saying but it's a bit more subtle yeah would, yeah. would that is that I think more that could work yeah like they the wedding cake is ruined that they're supposed to dedicate to the goddess make a new one we can't we don't have this ingredient anymore we can't mm. make this cake, and we're supposed to present this tomorrow. So fetch quest, or you're going to have to find a trickster and make him pay for this, because we're in hot water next year. This could be the way that this town survives, is from a boon that it receives from its god. Mm-hmm. And without doing this correctly, it does not receive its boon. So the future of that town is then unknown. And that, if yeah. you want to carry on that story beyond the simple confines of what we're giving you, and it could be short, the natural extension of that is then how do you help this town to survive beyond the loss of its boon? Technically, that is world ending, though, if you're a villager. Yeah, to the town, at least. It's emotional yeah. destruction, not physical yeah. destruction, which and is It's a female goddess. She's not going to talk mm-hmm. to us for the rest of the year. <laughs> One year oh, later. you get the literal silent treatment. <laughs> yeah. Your whole town can't speak. Oh. No. Right, Literally. So we have our festival. We have the trickster coming in. We have a party who's going to have to investigate one way or another. And then we'll have some event that throws off everything that's going on. So what other 
big details do we need within this? Only big thing I might say we could include in this is understanding the why for the goddess and for the Mm -hmm. trickster. What is it that they want? Because it could be as easy as one of them wants to have fun and one of them wants to be very straight laced. Or there could be some more subtleties to it if we want to pull some biblical history. (laughs) It very well could be that this town is following this in a very pharisaical manner. That this is just, this is how we've always done it. And so the goddess has put up with it, but this trickster is here. Maybe he's working with the goddess to shake things up a little bit to make them realize they actually have to care this year. So I've been thinking about that a bit. There could be... I'm going to keep my idea to myself because I'm I'm going to use that as part of what I go into. But the why, I I agree, the why is kind of the whole driving force behind. Um, But that, I think, is going to change with how each of us go into the scenario. I'm starting to notice that whenever we have an episode, it's like the why sometimes ends up being the thing we each go a different direction with and that changes something that makes so, the key flavor this time around i'm i'm not going to insist that we have a why like if if everyone kind of has an idea of what the direction they're wanting to go with this who what where when yeah as long yeah. as we got the who what where when i'm gonna keep mine to myself yeah i have a good idea i <laughs> yeah. think i'm good I'm, I'm really liking what i got do you want to do a five minutes of everyone scribble down ideas five minutes yeah. of silence just all right we'll see you in five much. minutes <laughs> I'm going to leave that. <laughs> and then... So, you start in a tavern. No. Um, I mean, I am keeping in tow with the movie last night. We watched Rise of the Guardians. Really good movie. I think that the feud kind of going between. The the two people at play right now are the goddess of the harvest and the trickster deity. So you go to the town. It's it's everything we've described. They've either had a bountiful harvest or there's this annual harvest uh, thing that they do in order to keep in line with their deity. And they've turned it into a really big event that they all enjoy and have a good time with. And at some point in the festival, a food fight breaks out. Whether it is the meat has been spiked with a potion of throwing or whatever have you. But instead of canceling the festival, of course, because if you do that, we fall out of favor with the goddess. You are sent to investigate a small sect that has been forming in the town as it's been growing. Who are starting to think that there are other things out there worth doing besides being a farming community. So a very small minority, yet very loud minority, is making a big hubbub. You aren't exactly able to find any of them causing the food fight in the first place, but you then end up coming across a follower of this trickster deity. As a result of that, you have a lead. So you chase after this guy. It's obvious, yeah, he's the one who's been causing a lot of the trouble. And it's just he's looking for an opportunity to grow in power. So the trickster deity could be a minor deity, but he thrives not exactly on people being committed to him, but he thrives on there being chaos. And he sees this as a great opportunity. A great opportunity in a growing town to end up just having a good place to sack out and gain some power for a while. So you have an opportunity to where you could help this deity 
it's not inherently bad for a community to change from being farming to something else. It's just this is their livelihood. So as a DM, you would have to make some calls when it comes to lawful, chaotic, good, evil, however you want to throw that in there. But then at the end of the day, the trickster gets away somehow. You have the last actual event where the town makes this pact every year with the Harvest Deity. You have to get in there, you have to get involved, you have to stop him somehow, and that's where there's some skin in the game, for, at least for the town. As far as falling action there, it could literally be a battle. At some point, what I would really like to do is have it to where it is an actual food fight. So you have 10 hit points. Your hit points go down as you've actually been hit by pieces large or small of food to where it's just, this is nonsensical, but it's like, I've been hit, <laughs> but it's an enchanted potion. So yeah, there's going to be some ramifications. I've been hit. Yes, that was a fruitcake made by a dwarf. It's going to hurt. <laughs> so we're going with non-lethal damage, but it adds up as you go. So as you're maneuvering this actual food fight at the end of the game, you are you you got to use your skills it's not going to be a mental skill check conversation it's going to be an actual combat a non-lethal combat but an actual combat to stop this trickster so at the end i would just have a big climactic ammunition dump essentially how you get from meeting the trickster deity to that point is really up to you i, I don't i didn't really get into that but that, that's more the why you have two deities looking for followers in order to either maintain or gain power. So that is the extent of what I have. I love the idea of your barbarian in the party in the middle of this food fight raging, picking up two like wearboard drumsticks and smashing people in the head. Yes, that'd be great. Gets like, what's hit. the largest thing I can find? Smack. <laughs> the fruitcake that the dwarf made has literal rock candy in it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine is a little bit more um, streamlined and how it works. So you have the Harvest Festival that happens once every couple of years. I imagine for me, it would probably be like this hasn't happened for eight years. So it's a huge deal. This is happening this year that they did really good. They actually managed to get it. And so no one really has recent memory of when we've done this before. So it's announced and there's like all the neighboring towns know about it. Everyone's coming together to do it. So this is a huge deal for the area. So the party naturally can gravitate towards this massive festival is happening. Probably have some kind of like, you know, wares that are going to be unique for this time period. You're going to have lots of good food. So natural, you know, downtime kind of activity. Go to a festival. Have fun. However, there I would do a trickster god who sends their cleric in. Because clerics tend to do better for anything not upfront fighting. And they have been told that they need to mess with this festival because it's a festival for a rival deity. So the trickster god and the harvest goddess are very much rivals. Not to the point of destroy each other, but, you know, the idea like the trickster god takes pleasure in just messing with everything she does. And she's constantly trying to get things set up where he can't interfere. Um, whatever lore you want for your world, because Pantheons, or Pantheons, 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 thank you, Pantheons get convoluted sometimes. The first event, I would actually end up doing the food fight, and that would be with Enchanted Food. So everyone has come together, there is, you know, like the State Fair Festival, like what the best one is, but everything is enchanted. So when the food fight breaks out, you're getting hit, not with just a pie, but with a pie of like plus one charisma temporarily or you get hit with a pie of like a plus two strength so the next thing you throw could actually hurt someone (laughs) 
So it's all these minor effects and even like maybe like a pie of like dark, like um, candy apple of dark vision or something that might make you grow temporarily. So minor effects that are kind of fun, but when you have all of them happening at once, it gets very, very crazy. In this door, I for myself probably have like a roll table of what types of food you can throw. And if you get hit with it, what the effect is and just stack the effects. So, you know, for the next two hours, your party is super charming, super strong, but also two inches tall. So have fun with that. And then at that point, your party would be called in to say, hey, we need help figuring out what happened. Can you look into it? We can't stop the festival, but you have free reign to do whatever you want to. So they can go talk to anyone that can do anything they need to. The second event is to be like a three-day festival, just one of it each day. Second event is a horse race because they would have fields that have recently been harvested. They can just basically make a circle track and you've got a horse race. So if you have anyone in your party that likes horses, they can always sign up as well. During this event, however, the trickster shows up again. All the horses turn into ponies. This could be an issue if you have a Goliath on a horse. And also, this would be something, again, where this is a huge deal that this is like these like Mustangs from like random places are being brought in to be ridden. I love that you're dying from that I lo- one. No, Apple I have Jack. this idea of like a horse suddenly develops a rocket booster on the back end. <laughs> that, that could be an effect, All different actually. magical effects, and one of them is just riding along just from the... <laughs> <laughs> and just flies off into yeah. the distance that would actually be good i thought about like if they turned into different animals another one just goes into mud <laughs> basically all of them just transform ruins the race these horses are prize steeds being brought in however so this is a big issue for them doesn't end the festival doesn't harm anyone but it messes with the race in the town a little bit the third event would be your cakes and this would be the idea that this is like pantheon lore this is a wedding night for the goddess so we need to present a cake to her that is you know like follows certain things that fits with her like it has this flower because it represents her it's this tall kind of thing during that time there is a massive stampede of animals through the town that don't belong in this area and you have to protect the cakes if all the cakes get destroyed, you can't pick a winner, there's no cake. All of a sudden, town's in danger because we can't give it to the goddess. She's going to be not happy with us. So either we find the ingredients to make a new cake, of which we don't have, or you find out who ultimately did this. So at the very least, we can say this person ruined it. Please don't be mad at us. Because that would be the end point where if you manage to save a cake or if you manage to find the ingredients, they can make a new cake and they're fine. If you manage to cake catch the trickster then you can present at least that person and say this other god was messing with us it wasn't our fault the town will not be as successful the next year but they'll still survive if the trickster gets away if you don't make the cake the town is going to fall into ruin Mm -hmm. so the next time your players come through this area they're going to just find like a little tiny shabby town that was once thriving and now everyone's just left like all small towns in america (laughs) so that would be what i would do uh, I'm just thinking from about the time we started talking about things that could go wrong with a trickster deity, I've just been thinking about your one shot with My Little Pony. <laughs> the candy that makes you float. Yeah, so everything that we did there, I've been trying to not channel into this. I'm not sure how <laughs> successful I was. As per usual, I followed the prompt mostly. I made two very big changes to it, running mostly with the things that we had locked in. But I think it has succeeded in making this a much different adventure than where we started. So, first of all, since you wanted to make this comedic, I went for my favorite kind of comedy. Plus the fact that you wanted the world to be 
straight-laced and you wanted the world to be serious. So gallows humor and black comedy is some of the best way that you can go with that if you want to make something where the world is serious and the characters are idiots. May I introduce you to our adventure? So the way this story will begin, you can either have it where they this is an old party member that they did not Uh, that they have not seen forever, or it can be a recent party member that they knew and has died. He was a bard, and he was a very, very famous bard. But because he has now officially died, he has to be returned to his original hometown to be buried. So you mean they actually like the bard? The town does not like the bard. This town is very straight-laced. They have very specific burial rites and traditions that they follow that must be followed for this child of their town to be interred and be carried up to their goddess properly. The town elders are the ones in charge of interpreting those traditions and ensuring that the traditions are followed implicitly. Your party shows up to this memorial ceremony that is going to take place over the course of the next two days. And the very first part of this ceremony, the body is kept in the middle of this of the town is uh, laid in state basically and there are tables going down either side of the town where you have a banquet that must be eaten in complete silence and then in the middle of that one of the people suddenly screams and you look around and you see pieces of food falling off of that person's face and while everyone is looking around terrified another person gets hit and then another and then another And suddenly the food fight breaks out. By the end of this food fight, no one can determine who it was that started this food fight. But the town elders are the only ones currently that are completely unhappy with the way that it went. The town elders want order to be maintained and want this to be carried off without a hitch. So they bring on your group to find out what happened at that food fight, why the banquet went off the way it did, while they'll continue the burial rites which follow through into a candlelight vigil. At the candlelight vigil, whether or not your party has discovered who all is involved in this, the candlelight vigil quite literally goes up in flames. Now, you can have it be illusionary, or you can have it be real flames, but everyone's hair, as they are carrying their open candles, will get set on fire. And so they'll be running around the town with heads on fire. Maybe they don't actually get hurt. Maybe they're not actually on fire. You don't know that for sure. But again, chaos is occurring. And finally, at the last event of this, if you still don't know who it was who was doing it, the last event is is finally laying to rest and placing in the ground the body of your ex-party member. And at that point, the burial goes so poorly that rather than interring the spirit, the spirit is brought back in ghost form, of your ex-party member. Now, that's what you guys see. What is going on behind the scenes is that this bard made a lot of friends in his time. Growing up in this town, he hated this town to death because this town was way too straight-laced for his liking. Why are we This town is the there? reason no, <laughs> this town is the reason that he decided to leave. But he loves this town enough and cares about the people in this town enough. He had one wish before he died that this town would see the error of his ways and choose to live rather than following the traditions that they had always followed. He got that idea from a best friend that he made that lived right outside the town 
a satyr. Oh, no. <laughs> so everything oh. that is going on in the town is due to this satyr who was old friends with this oh. bard mm-hmm. and has decided to inflict chaos amongst the burial rites. And by the end of this, if your party has not found the satyr, the ghost will come back and basically try to convince the town, hey, this is not that bad. Don't let this be a problem. I love the playoff between the two where you will have the town elders that are very, I mean, you could play them very Amish, very <laughs> traditions, very, this has to, this is the way you must this do it this way. way versus the Seder. That's just like, screw it all. We're going to just bring it down to nothing. When I originally thought of this, I thought of the idea of a barrel right in a town in the shadow fell even. So uh-huh. depending upon how dark and grim you want to make the real world, Make that satyr just that much bigger so that there is no goddess, but there is town elders that believes that they are interpreting the laws and the traditions perfectly. And the satyr and the bard by proxy is proving they have no idea what it means to truly live. The beauty of the satyr is he could make himself appear like a normal person. So you could even have it where all of these people have gotten invitations to come to this burial that were sent out by the bard. Like it was set up in advance. If I get buried, I want my friends there because he wants to disrupt it as much as possible. And this guy is able to hide in. Because this way you can either just experience the chaos or you can choose to investigate and see if you can't find out who the satyr actually is. Oh, man. I, I just I just want it to go awry so that the bard will show up and just mess with the town from then on. Because I was thinking, you, you, you said something, and it was funny to me. I don't think he meant it as funny, but he just shows up as a ghost and goes, this isn't that bad. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's... like. <laughs> That's perfect, though. If, if he can, like, yeah, you might minus minus the fact he's dead. Apart from that, hey, you know, I'm around. All right, Emily, I think you're the last one. It's not really serious. It's kind of. <laughs> it, I very much follow the prompts. I just have different things as far as color go, but pretty much. This is a harvest festival. Your players have been traveling for a bit. I like the idea they've been on the road. And in the midst of traveling, you come across this village that's there on their final two days of their harvest festival. And this only comes around every few years when they've had an excess. Because typically they have just enough so that they can replant, regrow what they have, and survive into the next year. And because they have more, a couple has decided that they're going to be wed. Because it's a great way to celebrate, it's convenient, so on and so forth. But anyhow, what happens is this food fight breaks out. Because they're the new ones in town, they're accused of provoking the food fight so they have to prove their innocence and by proving their innocence or to help make sure everything goes goes right they have to help out with the final event which is to make a giant wedding cake and every chef in the town has something to do with that they have to bake the cake work together so imagine kind of bilbo's 111th birthday cake (laughs) that's very similar to what i'm thinking it's super simple and the whole idea of the trickster who I made a polymorph because I like that idea. Somebody that can blend in with anything. That's my color, flavor, and how that works. But the whole idea is to lighten the mood and have fun. And my thing would be mini tasks with three events that, depending on how well you're able to complete those tasks, it ends up being that the final event, which is the giant cake, will either be a fantastic success or horrible failure. And... Mostly it's just many events like uh, the mill won't run to grind the wheat because upstream there's a beaver dam that's been built overnight seemingly. So you can't grind the wheat and we don't have enough to make the cake. For me, it's just, it's just a, a mini event story. I wouldn't make it huge. 
whenever I come up with these, it's always something small that players encounter on the quest to something bigger. Because in our experience, mm-hmm. it was anytime we came across something small in the story, it was actually something bigger that led on to something else. But I like just a mini event where it's not end of the world, death and destruction. Mm-hmm. It's, no, somebody wants to get married and their cake has to be baked, else nobody will eat because the cake is the main event type thing. And uh, I think on that note... That, that, that's been a blank scenario. <laughs> that's been a good one. 2021, y'all. Woot, woot. Thanks, Jim. What was his name again? Oh, my goodness. Jim. <laughs> Steve yeah, it, was Jim. it was on Instagram. He said the rare Jim from Houston. And There's I was a going, food fight hey. somewhere in there, uh, we hey. promise. <laughs> Happy to see you all in this new year, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Woohoo! <laughs>